Behold, a podcast for the ages, recorded live from the interdimensional terror vortex of their subterranean dwellings comes the Roughhouse Podcast version 3.0. Two galactic warriors put down their warhammers and battle axes to perform a more noble task, complaining about professional wrestling on internet purchased microphones. Now with more Simpsons references and Kota Ibushi thirst. This is the Roughhouse Podcast with Marty and Christoph. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Roughhouse Podcast, episode number 359 for recording date February 18, 2024. Hi, I'm Marty. I'm Christoph. Hey, everyone. Thanks for uh, clicking play and letting it go at least this far into the episode. So hopefully that counts as a spin. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Uh, but uh, this is a, a pro wrestling podcast where we talk about the pro wrestling and eh, pretty regularly digress into Simpsons references and other pop culture ephemera. Um, welcome. Uh, it, it is a, a, a weird period of time uh, in pro wrestling right now. We're, we're kind of uh, waiting for things. Uh, you know, the, yeah. the, the, the road to mania uh, is, is you know, it's, we're still a few weeks off. There were some developments. Uh, we've got another week ish until revolution. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's that, uh, we've got the final matches of Okada popping up, which we'll talk about that. Uh, and I think that's next weekend. So this week was kind of a wash. Um, yeah. well, th- we're also waiting on triple H to read the Vince McMahon lawsuit. So yeah, that's true. That's, that's, that's true. A, that's a big one yeah. that has yet to be addressed. So, uh, <laughs> it, you know. there, if there isn't, there needs to be a website that that's just like, it has been blank. Since yeah. Triple H read the lawsuit. Um, but you know what? Let, let's talk about them. Let's talk about all that. The World Wrestling Federation. For over 50 years, the revolutionary force. In I'm wondering how many troll tweets it'll take for Triple H to block me. <sighs> That's a great question. I don't, um, he probably doesn't read his notifications. Oh, um, no, 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 no. Well, uh, he did retweet weird fan art of him and Steph yesterday. That's Yeah, that was a little weird. That, that was a little weird. And... Considering all the rumors about him and Steph being on the outs, uh, even weirder. Um, yeah. But you keep know, it up appearances. Uh, yeah, yeah. Hey, good. Hey, good for him. Um, Is it? <laughs> sure. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so right now we have the main event for WrestleMania Night Two. Sure. Cody Roman Finish finishing the story ish. Question mark. Uh, we 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 assume. Uh, what if we they now- hand out rubber chickens to the first five rows at WrestleMania on Sunday, we know what's going to happen. Well, they're going to be in Philly, so they don't need to give them things to throw at the athletes. Th- those so are just there. They're going to hand out grinders. <laughs> they're just going to start chucking batteries at the Cody's, end of the show. Cody's uh, and grinders. Navy beans, navy beans, meatloaf sandwich, sloppy joe, slop, a sloppy joe. We've lost, we've, we've lost Chris into the sand hole. He's gone. <laughs> I, had, I had a detour to lunch lady land. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Uh, anyway, um, we don't know what night one's main event is. Uh, it's going to be the tag match. Come on. That's the thing. We still don't have a tag match officially. Now, there was a, there was a teaser video that they released right around the beginning of the Super Bowl last weekend mm-hmm. where it was literally rock Roman step up you know, to the, into the frame, then Seth Cody step up into the frame, but then the last shot is Cody Roman. Sure. So we got two Yeah. I, I guess that's what we're getting. I guess that's what it's going to be. Um, what is interesting though, is I don't really know what they're going to do with Seth. Otherwise. Yes. I know the elimination chamber winner, uh, is going to be going against, uh, 
uh, Seth, yeah. you know, night two. Um, but we've got this big show in Australia next weekend, and we're going to find out who Good is day. going against him. And I don't really know who the best option is. It was originally going to be CM Punk, mm-hmm. you know, coming in second in the Rumble, then going to Australia, going into the Elimination Chamber, and then uh, getting the title shot. But right now we have the unique uh, group of six, Drew McIntyre, Randy Orton, Bobby Lashley, L.A. Knight, Kevin Owens, and Logan Paul is your six. Who's the Intercontinental Champion? Uh, the Intercontinental Champion? Oh, that's Gunther. And then what? Cha- oh, U.S. Champion. Yeah, U.S. Logan Paul. Sorry. Yeah, Logan Paul's got the U.S. title. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, yeah, good God. Is there ever? Um, so Logan Paul's going to do something stupid. We know that much. Off the chamber, sure, no doubt. But it's very clearly going to be him and Owens at one of the nights of Mania. So mm-hmm. that eliminates the two of them. Then you've got Bobby Lashley, who feels like the lame duck. Whoops, we need a six man entry. Yeah, somebody physically imposing who will toss some people into the chamber or powerbomb through the grate or something like that. Right. I mean, he's got his his stable with with uh, street profits now and all of that, but it, it's very upper mid card at best. Do they still want the smoke? Uh, less so. Less, less so. Sm- yes. Okay. Yeah. People hmm. liked that they wanted the smoke, so now now not so much. I see. Uh, LA, I see. Cut back on the smoke. L.A. Knight, who? Yeah. Man, <laughs> like that guy feels like and and maybe it's me he feels like he's getting ice cold right now like he had his moment yeah uh-huh. they had the moment to make him a thing he got chumped to roman then he was of course in in the uh world title match at uh royal rumble where again he got chumped it feels like he's just catchphrase over now like that's that's where he's at which i'm sure doesn't hurt his bank account sure yeah no he's making some uh some ducats over there but it felt like here was a guy. Here's a guy. He was a guy who they could start to have in the mix that would make things feel a little more fresh. And admittedly, he is in the mix of this. But I don't know. Yeah, but it, nobody it, expects it, him to win, right? That's the thing. No one's going to look at this. And go, oh yeah, it's going to be La Knight versus Seth at Mania. Like that. That just sounds crazy. Which tells you kind of how much he's cooled off. And it is. Is Seth kind of a heel right now, or is he kind of dabbling back into the Bibberface territory, or where's where's he, he at? He's definitely tweening. He's definitely okay. tweening because you know he he talks about being the workhorse champion, and right. he's going to be on the face side, presumably of that tag match, presumably mm-hmm. on night one. But you know he was up until that point, you know, kind of a cackling joker-esque super villain shithead yeah yeah shithead is the right word yeah i mean yeah they they, they had <laughs> moments of, of the best wrestlers are their personalities turned up to 11 so that's well, a shithead well um <laughs> so and, and what's also weird by the way there was a, a promo by by becky lynch this week okay uh, on raw uh she's going to be in the elimination chamber presumably winning and then going against Rhea at mania Rhea is defending against Nia Jax at the pay-per-view but winner gets Let's a shot honest. yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's gonna be it's in Australia yeah <laughs> well yeah and Vince McMahon's no longer in charge yeah. so Vince McMahon's no longer in charge and it's in Australia I think the Aussie's gonna win considering she's their one right now yeah yeah the one. um yeah so 
Day one is Rhea. <laughs> Day one is mommy. Yes. Um, so Becky cut this promo and, and full credit. It was a good promo, but part of her promo was actually getting over the whole Seth thing. And oh, wow. So that, that's how much shit there. And they have to have the women's division carry the main secondary men's title. Yeah. She had like this throw, throwaway line, which was, uh, you know, I have to explain to my daughter why daddy is beating up Maui. And like, I just thought, I thought that was clever that, okay. that they referenced it. But at the same time, it's like, who oh boy, that, that is some, that is some weird, weird storytelling. Uh, Do they, are, I mean, obviously we know they're married and together and in, yeah. in real life that's been like on screen addressed and everything. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it's not been, it, it's kind of like uh Mox and Renee in AEW. Okay. Um, it's acknowledged sometimes it intersects, but for the most part, they're just kind of doing their own thing. Gotcha. Okay. Um, in fact, that's probably why Seth started dressing like an asshole because Becky was doing the whole, you know, uh, big time Bex mm-hmm, mm-hmm. fashionista sort of thing. Um, it's got to be good for them to. They probably save on travel costs. You know, oh, they only have for to put sure. one hotel room, one car. You know, instead of doing it separately or yeah. splitting it with the boys or the girls or something like that. Good for but them. To, to double it's back be financial or the, uh, the, uh, what is this? What is this? I'm trying to remember his real last name. I forgot. Uh, Colby Lopez. Lopez. That's yeah, it. I, I came up with Colby and I forgot the Lopez part. Yeah. It's okay. It's okay. Kirk Martin um, Colby. <laughs> Colby Lopez, by the way, is the most front man of a new metal band name that's uh, ever existed. Oh, wow. Yeah. 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 Well, I heard he tried out for endo and, uh, and didn't make the cut. So. <laughs> oh, it was an endo at endo for him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Darwin's waiting room. Uh, he didn't, uh, <laughs> these are like, these are like N tier new metal bands I'm listening to, by the way, <laughs> if you get those references, fucking reply. Yeah, slash the rough house podcast. God Give damn. us money. Yeah. My guys <laughs> or girls. Yes. Uh, folks. Um, so, Sorry, I realized we went off on a digression. The last no, two you never people, do such things. How dare you? Yeah. The last two people who, who are left in terms of the chamber are your Randall probable Keith winners. Orton. Yeah. Randy Orton and Drew McIntyre. Sure. I mean, Drew McIntyre has some heat right now. He's been tweeting up a storm, cutting some good promos, but he right. has not signed a new contract. Yeah, he's not signed. So, so. yeah. Do you risk putting a, a, a guy who you may not have? after the month of April in such a prominent spot. I mean, I hate to equate it to something with this guy, but worked with Phil back in what? 2011 at money in the bank. Yeah, that's true. Or whatever it was, it was a hot angle. Yeah. Uh, you know, he it was won. a high angle that got immediately fucked, but that's besides well, the point. Yeah. Well, it's Phil. So yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it was Phil. And also there was, there was some Paul issues there. Um, well, you know, yeah, but let's uh, be honest. Yeah. I mean, Drew feels like the guy, the, sure. you know, as the as the person who is technically feuding with Punk without Punk being there, mm-hmm. um, as uh, someone who's been established as a main eventer, who's been established about being bitter about not, you know, getting having right a title, run. yeah, getting a real run, having a title at Mania, like there's enough juice there really the only thing that would be exciting about Seth and Randy would be if they try to do the uh, mania 31 RKO out of the curb stop sure. again, but they've already done that. So why, yeah, you know. yeah. Why, why run it back 
almost <laughs> 10 years later. Here's my question for you is, do you think Drew McIntyre resigns? Uh, I think it's smart for him to wait. I'll, I'll, I'll start by saying that. Okay. Taking the time, making them really kind of feel the oomph of, oh, fuck, what if we lose him? Yeah. That might add some cash to his offer. Sure. Also, if I'm him, the minute my contract's over, I just send feelers over and find out what Tony Khan's willing to pay him. Yeah. Because that that turns to another negotiation bit. If he went to AEW, I don't know where he'd fit in. Yeah, that's my issue, too. Like, roster's getting or has already been bloated for a while, and they keep adding new fuckers to it. So, yeah, like, know. don't get me wrong. Would him versus Hangman Page be a fun match? Probably. Kicker of a match. Yeah, yeah. No doubt. Or him and Joe. Like, I, I could be interested in those matches, but none of them have me, like, frothing at the mouth wanting to, you know, spend my money to see as soon as humanly possible in terms of WWE guys that go to AEW. Unfortunately, he's more of a Miro than a a Brian Danielson. Right, right. He, he would be interesting, but he doesn't fit the mold. And I don't think there'd be a huge upside. I think he probably resigns, especially because he's, he's definitely like, I think in his late thirties now. Mm -hmm. So he can't have that much more of a run left in him. Right. And TNA Uh, won't offer the same amount of money. WWE, especially not now. Yeah. Yeah. So Uh, yeah, he, so that's, so my thinking is drew wins. And I think the storyline is still, like you said, still feeding with punk, even though punk's not there is I, I prayed for you to get injured. I'm stealing your spot. I'm taking your title match. I'm winning this title. And whenever your fragile little body heals up, come and try and take it from me. Yeah. You know, I like that. I like that a lot, Uh, especially because if he resigns, you know, hey, have Punk return. Wait a little bit. Have him return at SummerSlam and make that, you know, the the key match for that belt. Like, I I think that'd be a, a strong idea there. But the top story this week was The Rock. Did you get a chance, because I, I know it's been around a lot of places, did you get a chance to see his Friday Night Smackdown appearance, Chris? I saw a clip of it. Okay. Okay. Well, I mean, look, it was like a 14-minute segment, and a lot of it was waiting. Waiting yeah. for Roman and everybody to make it to the ring. Waiting for The Rock they to do. make it to the ring. Um it went through like two commercial breaks because I still have the commercial breaks in the YouTube, like full Jesus length Christ. video. Um, the $500 shirt is back. Although mm-hmm. thanks to shrinkflation, it's now a $500 vest. <laughs> uh, he pretty much was doing the late nineties, early aughts shtick. Yeah. yeah that's part Finally, of the rock has doing. come back. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, complete with trying to heal on the city, which works for like two seconds. And then he's getting cheered again. Right. It's, uh, it, it's, it's tough for an act like that because it's, uh, I, I don't know if I'm going to contradict myself here. So I, I'm trying to equate it to like a band. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So just because it's me, let's go Metallica. Right. Metallica plays. And, they're going to fucking want to play Enter Sandman. They're going to want to play Nothing Else Matters. Uh, and, you know, those are fine, constructive songs, but they've just been overplayed and fucked to death over the past t- 
30, I don't know, whatever years, 33 years at this point. Um, You know, and they, as artists, would want to come out and do some new stuff. Usually it's the fans who are like, oh, the new stuff, let's hear Master of Puppets again. Uh, Or, you know, play fucking Injustice for All. I don't know. Um, You know, fucking do uh, an encore Blackened, and then I'll be happy. But, you know, I feel like with pro wrestling, because it's just such spoon-fed catchphrases for so long, people will pop for the greatest hits and not react as much if they try and, you know, get some new material going. And I feel like that's hurting this. I I don't disagree. It is, however, a a very difficult needle to thread because – on one hand, if you are saying the rock is back in pro wrestling, you want the rock. Yeah. You, you don't want Dwayne Johnson, Hollywood superstar, even though that's who he is. You want the rock. You want him to do the eyebrow and the elbow. And it doesn't matter what your name is and mm-hmm. possibly make some transgender Re- references, yeah. which are really uncomfortable in the year 2024. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. you know, all, all this other stuff. Mm hmm. But at the same time, trying to merge that with modern WWE, like the the Paul Levesque WWE, it feels like square peg round hole. Mm-hmm. The, it, it, it's not as congruent. Like the, there's more nuance in their top guys. I mean, yes, they have their catchphrases and everything, but yeah. it is less. I say this, then I say this. And I say this, then right. I say that I throw up the eyebrow and we're done. Like the, it feels the storytelling feels a little more unique each time. I guess it's the best way to put it. So it just, it feels off. And I also got to wonder, and, and this is a, a question I'll pitch to you, Chris, and uh, Hey, dear do. listeners, you know, if you have thoughts, toss them our way too. your faults. <laughs> I feel like, a key move of him doing WrestleMania right now is to try to gain back some juice. Professionally, sure. 100%. Black Adam fell apart. Red Notice came and went and you put a gun to my head. The only thing I remember is the egg and that's Vince McMahon's fault. Um, he has the XFL, which had to merge with the UFL to become mm-hmm. a thing. Um, it's, it's kind of been just like, I don't want to say failure, but half step at best each yeah. time. Don't forget Young Rock was canceled too. Oh, yes. Young Rock was canceled. Basically, a, a, an absolute repudiation of him as a person. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Sorry, Dwayne. We don't want to hear about you anymore. Yeah. Um, does this make him seem smaller? It, to whom? To WWE fans? No. Not to WWE fans. I'm saying to like the the world at large, does he now feel like Big Fish Small Pond? Uh, Does the world at large care about him at the moment? Are they commenting on him at the moment? You know, that is a fair point. I mean, Um, he, by association, if, you know, a reporting source is talking about the Vince McMahon thing by association. The rock should be mentioned as he is now a main board member on TKO, um, which is both good and ill, you know, it's good 
for him, you know, it, it's good that there's a fresh face that people know and mostly know to not be a total shithead in terms of sexual deviance, at least. Right, <laughs> you know, right. Cooking books for uh, your your much maligned comic book adaptation aside. Um but then, you know, by association with Vince McMahon and having worked for Vince McMahon for all those years, you know, does that take his stock down even further? Yeah. Um, and I, I'm not sure people are really talking about him in the ether outside of the world of pro wrestling right now. That's fair. That That, that is a fair thing. I just kind of wonder if this – I'm trying to think of what would be an equivalency. Like if – Chris Evans after Avengers Endgame went on Dancing with the Stars. Like, yes, it's this it's this big to do in the world of television. However, it's so much smaller than what you were doing. Yeah, but Chris Evans didn't come from a dancing That's background. Fair. That's you fair. know, it's it's built in. It's in, I mean, it's ingrained in the guy. It's his family business. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know, um, I, I I don't know if there is an equivalence out there to him. I mean, you know, John Cena has come back to WWE multiple times while still mostly being on an ascent, if not you know, uh, but also John Cena has a level he has a like john cena uh you know that recent movie with allison brie be damned john oh, cena is not bad. really a leading man even though he's the lead of say peacemaker, peacemaker yeah it's a quirky An ensemble. ensemble show no yeah. one's looking at that and going oh you know the elite hbo programming they you don't talk about peacemaker necessarily in the, the same tones that you would a sopranos or succession or or all of that so like his upside is more mid-tier than Dwayne's. Dwayne was the guy in hollywood for a hot minute whether it was the fast movies, Jumanji, Moana, Moana, uh, fucking uh, a skyscraper even became a thing and, and Rampage became a thing and, you know, all of that. But then it fell apart. Like the whole point of him being Black Adam was supposed to be, oh, OK, we're going to get one of the biggest people in Hollywood and probably pay him through the nose mm-hmm. to restore some value to this depreciated asset in the DC comic book movies. Like, oh, and we it, forgot to write a script. Yeah, it, it <laughs> failed. It, it fell apart. And it also kind of feels like he's, he's like floundering in his career. Like he's taking the step backward of doing the fast movies again after having a very public blow up with Vin Diesel mm-hmm. and, and, you know, talking about the issues within the franchise and, and all of that. Like, it feels like his stars on the way down and I can't help, but kind of wonder like if the juice that they were expecting for the rock being a part of all of this is not really going to be there. I mean, I'm sure they popped a rating on Friday. I know that they sold a lot of tickets last minute, but this doesn't like, legitimize the wwe more in the eyes of the average person and i feel like no that might have been the hope of doing one last big match but at the same time 
if his career in Hollywood wasn't in shambles, he wouldn't have the time to spend all this time that's doing true. WWE shows. That's, so that's very, very true. You know, <laughs> chicken egg sort of situation here. Right, right. But yeah, it's it's just something to think about because I was sitting there, I was watching it, and on one hand, it's like, okay, he's joining the bloodline and all of that. And in the back of my head, I'm like, okay, they're going to turn on him or he's going to turn on them at some point over the course of that weekend. Sure. But at the same time, I was going, it feels really weird that he's here playing the hits. Like this guy was on another level and now he's in an arena doing the same shit he did 20 years ago. I think the idea was mutually beneficial to both WWE and Dwayne. Dwayne needed to restore some good faith with his fan base. WWE needed a fresh new face that people recognize. And they're like, all right, now's the time. Uh, I don't have any big movies booked. You guys have WrestleMania coming up. Let's, let's, let's get together, pal around. I'll finally get this match with my cousin out of the way at some point. And, yeah. uh, you know, and hopefully we'll both come out of this WWE with less focus on the Vince scandal and me, you know, refilling the tank a little bit. Right. Um, right. But, you know, will it pan out that way? I don't know. Um, yeah. Bec- yeah. But, you know, like I said, you know, the fans, you know, and WWE fans are, for the most part, I know a lot of people who listen to the show will watch WWE and enjoy it. That's fine. That's your yeah. prerogative. Yeah. Um, but on the whole, giggity, um, WWE fans just kind of enjoy being spoon fed shit and they'll thank you for it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I don't think they really have to try too hard for high art. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just him being there, being the hits will probably be enough. And we shall see. So let's go to another uh, company. (laughs) New Japan pro wrestling. We're in the middle of the uh, series of new beginning shows. Uh, we talked about the results from uh, the New Beginning show last weekend, which featured the Will Osprey <laughs> farewell cage match, mm-hmm. where the cage was more like a weird fence than mm-hmm. a cage, uh, and the Brian Danielson Zack Saber Jr. match, where Zack Saber Jr. ended up winning. Did you get a chance to I watch that? No, okay. I haven't had a chance. It's been a very busy uh, week. I, I will just say uh, it's great. It, it's I liked the first one a lot. Uh, the, mm-hmm. the wrestle dream match, but this was more what I wanted. They beat the piss out of each other in this match. Okay. Um, there, there's, there's definitely some, some heat brought, uh, from both guys. And, and I liked that a lot. Um, I know, uh, ice cube son did not enjoy at least <laughs> the one clip. Noted um, wrestling pundit O'Shea Jackson jr. <laughs> what a weird <laughs> world where I thought it was weird when, uh, Aziz Ansari's brother was a respected <laughs> name in in wrestling Twitter. Now we've got Ice Cube's kid. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 bizarre. Um, and yeah. he certainly has some hot take opinions that I uh, do not typically agree with. But you know, it's certainly yeah. interesting. I mean, wrestling Twitter is a just oh, it's, it's a cesspool. It's 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 a fucking mess. Um, so also on that card was the last for now. Uh, Okada Tanahashi, excuse me, Okada Tanahashi match. Um, Okada ended up winning that one. We knew he had two final matches remaining in New Japan Pro Wrestling. So Okada, he's done everything. Yeah, IWGP title, IWGP six man or sorry, never six man tag belts, multiple G ones. If he doesn't have the record, he's tied for the record. Like 
he's done everything you can do in New Japan. Yeah, King Shit of Fuck Mountain. Exactly. They've got this this new group of stars, this new crop who are on their way up. So of course, if you are Gato, what you decide to do is book two 10-man tags to send him on his way out. <laughs> I mean, uh, if you're Gato, that's what you do, because that's what Gato yeah. does. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you're a uh, better booker, maybe you have something else in mind. Yeah. Um, the February 23rd show is Okada, Ishii, Goto, Yoshiha- Yoshihashi, and Yo against Jeff Cobb, Great Okan, Aaron Hanare, Francisco Akira, and Callum Newman, all of United Empire. Yes. Yeah, so chaos versus Empire. Okay. Yes. And then uh, night two, the 24th, Okada, Tadahashi, Ishii, Goto, and Yoshihashi against Matt Riddle, Jeff Cobb, Great Okan, Hanare, and Akira. Wait, so Matt Riddle is wrestling in Japan? Uh, turns out he is because uh, he's okay. also, uh, he's wrestling Tanahashi on uh, night one uh, in Sapporo. Okay. Um, so we'll see how that goes. The Sapporo, uh, at least the first night, it, it's got some weird pairings because that's where we're going to have, at least according to this, the main event of David Finley against Nick, Nam- Nick Nemeth, uh-huh. Nemeth, however it's pronounced. Nemeth. Uh, for the IWGB global title. So we'll see how he does there. That's also where we've got Tanahashi and Matt Riddle. Um, yeah, it's going to be weird. That's for the uh, never open weight. Uh, yes. Oh, sorry. Uh, world TV title. TV Tanahashi title. And, and Matt Riddle. Yeah. Too many fucking titles. Yeah. Far too many titles. Um, the two big matches for the show on the 24th are uh, Tetsuya Naito defending the IWGP world heavyweight title against Sonata. Uh, Suji, of course, has said he's on his way for the belt, but on this show, he will be in a hair versus hair match against Yuya Yamura. So uh, that's a hmm. prominent spot for the the new generation of talent. Mm-hmm. Um, also on that show, the weird match of Nick Nemeth and Taguchi against David Finley and Gato. Okay. Gato <laughs> yeah. really wants to take a uh, famouser, I guess. I, I guess so. Uh, just a week. I don't know how Dolph's going to do over there. Legitimately. I have no idea. I mean, do they know him? Like, <laughs> I'm not sure. Sh- I, I don't think WWE is super pervasive in in Japan. I mean, like, I know it exists they, and they've done they some do well enough to sell an arena show out once, once or twice every a year. five years. I mean, yeah, come on. Yeah. Like, yeah. But I, I don't know the level of, uh, besides the incredible cosplaying fans. Sure. Uh, which is my favorite sort of tradition of the uh, WWE Japan tour. The photo yeah. of uh, everybody uh, dressed up, including that one guy who will forever dress as the rock. Yeah. Um, well, now he's, now he's, he's got to be happier than picking shit right now. Oh yeah. 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 He, he has even Finally. more reason to do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I don't know how they're going to respond to him. I, I'm, I hope he has his working boots on cause he's going to fucking have to. Um, yeah. It's, it's going to be weird. I cannot Your recall beard. the last match <laughs> with uh, with uh, Nick Nemeth, Dolph Ziggler that I've seen. It has to have been years ago. Has yeah, to have been. Yeah, uh, at I least know, five years ago. I know his last big thing in WWE was uh, it was him and uh, Bobby Roode as the Dirty Dogs. Oh, uh, Robert, is he so employed? Uh, he is, he's an agent because his neck's all fucked up. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, uh, let's talk to a place or talk about a place where people go sometimes even after their neck is fucked up.
Oh boy, folks, there's two key things I want to talk about when it comes to AEW this week. One, Rocky Romero once again proving himself as the smartest man in professional wrestling. <laughs> it's been a recurring theme here on the Rough House. Yeah. You know, he's New Japan wrestler. He is the Gaijin Booker for New Japan. So he books all the foreigners. He's, as far as I know, the New Japan Strong Booker. He's been working CMLL. He's responsible for the CMLL AEW relationship. Mm-hmm. He works AEW as kind of a best friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He works MLW as the go between between CMLL and New Japan and MLW. He works Impact as the go between between uh-huh. Impact and uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling. And now he is part of the front office of AEW. The master of liaison. Yeah. Uh, God bless him. That's like 18 jobs right there that he's got going. Yeah, I'm exhausted just listening to the resume. Fucking hell, man. Wouldn't you sleep? And he used to make theme music, too. Um, I don't know if he's made any recently, but I know he made the Rapongi Vice theme and the first Bullet Club theme. So, yeah. Uh, Multifaceted, that guy. But very smart, getting jobs everywhere, basically doing the same thing. Yeah, I mean that that's the dream, right? You know? Yeah. <laughs> it's not it's not bad. I do have some heat with the guy though. Oh, why is that? Well, it's not necessarily with him. It's this it's this fucking deal with CMLL. And I well, look, did you hear the clarification? No. Okay. So, uh the <laughs> observer, exactly where I was going. <laughs> yes. The Observer newsletter this week reported that the deal with AEW and CMLL is that if CMLL talent is on a show, uh-huh. no Mexican wrestlers are allowed on the show that aren't under CMLL aren't under CMLL. Yeah. That's not true. And it was proven wrong immediately because commander was on the same show as them, but it still applies to people who, who are assigned at AAA, right? No, they can't work each other. They can both be on the show. They can't be involved with each other. I see. So it's it's a it's a little more refined than it was reported. Okay. Uh, Uncle Dave had a bad week because he got that messed up. He uh, said that Tommy Dreamer was the new head of TNA Creative. He's not. Okay. Uh, and also, when he did his big write up about the current state of the uh, Roman Rock Cody Seth storyline, he talked about how there was an interview that happened between uh, Triple H and The Rock. And he went in full detail about it. And it turns out it was a clip from 2014 that someone sent to him that he forgot to look at the date it was posted on. Oofa doofa. So, yeah, not a great week for Dave. I, I don't know if the new girlfriend is the problem because uh, it was Valentine's week. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah, not 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 the best week. Who, for Dave. Mm, do we have a photo of uh, Santa? It's out there. It's out there. Is she of appropriate age? Yes. Yeah. He's he's not weird. I mean, okay. he's not he's weird in that regard. <laughs> definitely a weird, weird man. Yeah. <laughs> walk that back real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's not weird in that way. He's okay. an, he, he is an odd, odd man. And personally, I find a lot of his idiosyncrasies very entertaining. Yeah, sure. Uh, but, uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, also, also he, he wrote like. 15,000 words on the uh, Ashley Massaro affidavit to kick off the observer. And and I, I got to be honest here, folks. Maybe this makes me a bad person. I don't need to hear anymore. Like, I, it's terrible. It's horrible. 
you can just tell me that there was an affidavit and my brain goes, oh, it's got to be the worst shit possible. Sure. Yeah. Well, the precedent detail. has been set for that. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't need detail. I appreciate that he is doing that work. I personally am tapped out on detail. Just let me well, know when the feds yeah. put him the fuck away. So the, the detail of the incident is not what's important. What's important is timelines and who was privy to information. Right. That's, right. that's the stuff that's, that's the, that's the juice. That's yeah. what we need yeah. right now in terms but, of reporting. Right. But back to AEW. Yeah. Yeah. We talk all the time and, and it's been a rough house thing since, you know, Justin Schlegel was in this very seat that they listen. He was in your basement. <laughs> yes, he was. It turns out. Man. Um, so, uh, we keep saying they listen, they listen, they listen. We've talked about rampage being the Lucha show. Mm-hmm. Fucking rampage is becoming a Lucha show. Um, they listen. So I need to start looking at the Patreon logs because I think there might be a Guevara comma Sammy on there <laughs> because for the last two years, easy. Uh-huh. I've said, I'm tired of the Hardys. I'm tired of the Hardys. Why the Hardys? Well, guess what? He has one confirmed kill. He's going for two. Yeah. <laughs> uh, as on what? Rampage Friday, well, tape Wednesday, uh, he hit a shooting star knee right to the freaking head of uh, Jeff Hardy. Yeah. Um, Jeff apparently not concussed, just a broken nose. But uh, Sammy, you know what? Just keep. Keep it going, bud. Just keep it going. <laughs> let's let's get them on the other side of this. I mean, he they say not concussed, but I watched the video and dude looked like he was fucking out. Yeah, yeah. And I, look, I wasn't in the ring. I'm watching a fan cam from you know section 100 or whatever. But right, dude did not move immediately. Um, did not look great. Uh, but the match continued. Uh, I, or did they call it there? I don't know. Um, I legitimately, I haven't watched uh, rampage yet. Why so would you? Why would yeah. you watch it? Uh, GTH right after, which is okay. Fucking crazy. Um, that could have, re- you know, further broken the nose. You know? I know. Right. Um, excessive. So, so dynamite this week was where were they? Uh, they Texas. were in, yeah, uh, they were in Austin, Texas, Texas on Valentine's day last week, possibly the best dynamite of all time. It's really this good. week. <laughs> like there were some good parts and there were some parts I did not care for all that much. Mixed bag. Yeah. Uh, it started very good as uh, John Moxley and Dax Harwood decided to beat the shit out of each other for our entertainment. In between makeout sessions. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just a little bit. <laughs> it was Valentine's Day. It was for just lovers. a little bit. Right. Yeah. Um, I, I really dug this just as a very good brawl. Um, mm-hmm. I, I thought it, sh- it showed a lot of promise for what I presume is going to be the pay-per-view match of Mox and Claudio against FTR. Um, but, uh, uh, you know, I feel like maybe they left a little bit on the table for that. So it sure. wasn't like, oh, yeah. oh, you know, match of the year, five stars, anything like that for me. But I, I had a great time watching it. The, uh, you could have those guys just beat the shit out of each other every week and I'd be fine with it. Two shit kickers going after it, man. That's uh, that's what that, you know, it's it's like the mold of that and flippy doos that make <laughs> AEW worth watching for me. Yes. Yes. Agreed. 
Um, so rear naked choke is the finish post match. Mox refuses to let go. So cash Wheeler runs down to the ring. His gun pulled out of his hands. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. We both just went for the same dumb gag. Yeah. Uh, Claudio runs out, hits a, a neutralizer on cash and you know, everybody's uh, standing tall after and oh, this feud must continue. Sure. Yeah. Renee Paquette backstage with Don Callis, Kanosuke Takeshita and powerhouse Hobbs. Uh, Callus talking about how no one wants to face Takeshita. Is that our kayfabe reason for why he's barely on television? Hey, at least we got a reason. You yeah. know, it's something. Right. It's, right. <laughs> it doesn't um, make a lot of sense, but I'll take it at this point. Because. Yeah, Callus said they need to look within the families uh, for the best match possible. So at Revolution, in his AEW official debut, it will be Will Ospreay against Kanosuke Takeshita. This should be fucking fantastic. Yeah, very, very excited for that. Yeah. Um, like yeah, Osprey no, Omega I, was great. Omega Takeshita was great. Yeah. I see no reason why this can't be great. Uh, I, I, I'm very excited. Also, it's probably to set up, uh, you know, a face turn for uh, for Will. Yeah. Um, yeah, I saw somebody pose that, you know, um, Fletcher... Uh, Kyle mm-hmm. Fletcher and Osprey turn their back on Callis and get their own United Empire happening in AEW. I mean, Mark Davis is under contract, so I, I once he gets say, back, you would do, assume that. Do we yeah. know how far along he is? Because he broke his wrist. What October, November, something a couple like that. Months. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we'll see if he pops up there. Just, just <clears> hey, <throat> hey, Tony. I know you listen. Uh, yeah. If it comes up to it, don't sign TJP. Yeah, don't, don't, <laughs> please, please do the not. The ass wang can stay there. Yeah, the rest. I mean, if Cobb comes available and you want to add uh, another beefy guy, I'm not, I'm not mad at Cobb coming over. Yeah. Uh, but the rest of the UE can stay over in Japan. Yeah. As far as sorry, I'm Great Okan, we we want you to stay where you are. Look, he's saving lives over there, and um, you know, living his best life. I, I wouldn't want to take a Great Okan away from Rapongi. So fair, fair. Uh, Wardlow squashed a guy named Barrett Brown. Uh, Wardlow now has a very big knee brace because uh, he fucked up his knee uh, against Commander in his last match. Uh, last ride powerbomb. Adam Cole was on commentary for this match. And by on commentary, I mean, he said nothing until he left. Don't know what they're doing with that. Certainly Don't a choice. Know. I will say. Stay tuned. I'm going to eat a lot of my words by the end of this episode. Uh, the bucks showed up or sorry, the bucks, uh, landed, uh, in Texas and then, uh, got into a Hummer limo because this is going full WCW nitro. Uh, Uh, and then we had Adam Copeland versus Daniel Garcia, which was odd. A little bit, a little bit. Yeah. Daddy magic on commentary. Who's just, I guess, been the personal hype man for Danny Garcia. Yeah. 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 He's, he's been doing that spot on uh, rampage and and collision. I think he did it a few times. During the Continental Classic, when yeah. yeah, toward the end when he was on Dynamite for some matches, but um, and I guess it's something for the guy to do, but yeah, yeah, I'm I'm fine with it. It's far better than what they're doing with uh, uh Cool Hand Ange over on the uh, Rampage Verse. Um, uh, Copeland was working heel in this, yeah, which was weird. I so I, I I've been watching the last few weeks Dynamite on Fight. 
And in turn, I don't have commercial breaks. So I don't know what was aired versus what wasn't. But like he did a spot where he like went to the crowd and stole some guy's sunglasses and then broke them. Like he was going. I I don't remember seeing that. I think that was in a commercial break. Okay. Okay. I just thought that was very, very weird that he was working full heel considering the angle that was going to come. Um, Right. I thought Garcia looked good. But then the finish happened. And uh, I think we talked about this with World's End. Christian and Copeland should not be allowed to book their own shit when they're going against each other. Agreed. It is the most mid-aughts. I stopped watching this company for a while for a reason. WWE <laughs> bullshit. Yeah. Like, it, it just feels so ham-fisted. Oh, okay, so... Here comes Christian and everybody. We get a no contest. The match doesn't happen. And Shayna Wayne's doing stuff for God knows why. I really would love to know the reasoning behind bringing her on as an on-screen character. She's I'm not. Oh, sorry. He's not feuding with Darby anymore. So, like, yeah. why? I don't know. What, what's even the point? I mean, and I will say her wearing a black turtleneck was, was a nice choice. That was well done. That was well but done. But I still don't need to fucking see her there. Yeah. I, I it, 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 it's completely unnecessary. Um, but yeah, thought that was very weird. And, you know, they did the whole uh, injury angle with the concerto and, and all mm-hmm. of that. Not a big fan. Not a big fan. What I was a big fan of, though, was the promo segment that followed as Joe was out to the ring, cutting a promo about revolution. Swerve came out to cut a promo and Hangman Page showed up. First mm-hmm. things first, Hangman Page, technically quoting Drill, one of the best things in pro wrestling. <laughs> I was not mad. Don't print that I was mad. Uh-huh. Uh, just mwah, loved it. But then Joe basically taking a moment at the end of the promo, be like, fuck both you guys. Like, yeah, I, you guys are mad at each other. That's cool. I don't give a shit. I'm going to destroy both of you. Like, it, it, it's done. I loved that. I thought I thought oh, that shit. was so good. I thought that was Joe so good. Is so fucking good on the mic. It's so yeah. natural. He's yeah. such a great um imposing presence that he can pull off shit like that. Yeah. Uh man, I like I know it's it's not gonna be a long reign for the guy, or at least I expect it won't be. Yeah. But having him as champ has just been, you know, after oh, God, I can't believe, you know. I, I was pretty high on Max's MJF's run, but it got yeah. a little. Uh, once, once the devil shit started, it's it, it, entertaining it, towards the end. Yeah, this is just straight up pro wrestling. Fuck y'all! You think you could? You think you're gonna run up in here and try and skirt around the rules and get my title by not pinning me? Get yeah. fucked, my guy. Yeah. You know that, yeah. so good. that's that's the, that's what I want for my big beefy world champ. Yeah, and and by the way, that part of the promo made me think. I might even more be onto something with the idea that Joe chokes out Hangman, and that's the finish. Mm-hmm. Uh, because then Swerve will have a reason to stay up in Joe's ass. Yeah. Um, so we then had the Wet Ink video, which this whole Tony Storm, Deanna Perrazzo angle, I'm sure the match is going to be fine. They started a little too early. <laughs> it yeah. doesn't have the juice for all these weeks they've covered. Yeah, and okay, so she got the tattoo augmented a little, like there's stuff around it. Right. Uh, Okay, cool. Don't care. And then, of course, uh, Deanna Perrazzo having the promo segment right after doing the 
women's wrestling. I'm taking this match seriously trope of ending a sentence with bitch. Yeah. Like it just, it does nothing for me. Wasn't it? Wasn't yeah. it? Young Bucks had a match with Top Flight. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, news. The Bucks now have matching Sting, uh, I guess, midlife goatees. crisis goatees. Yeah. Uh, which I, I, I liked quite a bit. I also enjoy the fact that uh, the Bucks are clearly trying to do less of their trademark spots so people hate them more. Yeah. So. Which is what we talked about, I think, at one point. Yeah. Saying you can't go out there and do more bang for your buck when you're, you know, wearing the blood soaked <laughs> clothes uh, from the week prior. Yeah. Um, so after the match, Tony Schiavone comes into the ring. Uh, they cut a promo about how they've been undefeated this year. They're 2 and 0. And one of them was a squash match on Rampage. I mean, they're technically correct. Yes. Um, so then uh, Shivani said that Sting's not there because of their heinous actions. Matthew cuts him off, says it's a breach of contract. Uh, Nicholas says it's a thousand dollar fine. Um, uh, Nicholas then shoves down Shivani. And as they go to pick him up, they start to uh, put him into the uh, EVP trigger. Yeah. Which then brings out Darby Allen and Darby Allen comes out with a baseball bat um, at no point references Sting getting beat down, him nope. bleeding everywhere, Sting's nope. kids being beat down, and mm-hmm. instead puts over Cody Rhodes. Sure did. Sure fucking did. That was a choice. There was a time in AEW where we go, okay, Darby's rough around the edges on the mic. Yeah. He's gotten very good. This was a misfire from the jump. I don't know. I don't know who said this was the promo because it was very light WCW also it's like oh you guys also are running the show and this company's shit and it's dumb and it's bad and it's like why are we doing this nobody wins yeah I guess Cody Rhodes Cody Cody Rhodes is (laughs) the guy who was the main face in WrestleMania yeah Yeah. he really needed the juice Um, (laughs) yeah it was it was was a bit ridiculous yeah Uh, and you know the Bucks tried to like make something out of it by reacting and overreacting and stuff like this. But yeah, that yeah. was, I, that was very ill-advised. And I, I hope Tony said something to Darby afterwards. about I was like, what? Yeah. What, yeah, what, 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 what the fuck was that? I mean, look, there were people who were like absolutely in their feelings about how much they thought this sucked. I'm not there, but very odd whiff for what should be a big uh, promo for your main event of your pay-per-view. Yeah. I mean, I'd imagine that would be the main, right? It's things yeah. farewell, you know, in yeah. Greensboro. So you got a lot of close show out with them. Renee Paquette was backstage with the bang, bang scissor gang. And Jay white said they've done so much together. Have they, they haven't done a fucking thing. And they're having a 12 man tag on rampage. So important that they couldn't tell you who they were going against. <laughs> Ended up being the Dark Order, by the way. There's 12 uh, people in the Dark Order? Uh, well, it was six oh, on six. So, uh, so 12 men. Uh, I'm uh, good at oh, Sorry. It, it wasn't just the Dark Order. It was Dark Order and... The Outrunners? <sighs> these assholes. Uh, so it was ooh. Reynolds, Silver, Uno, Jeff Jarrett, Jay Lethal, and Satnam Singh. Yeesh. Yeah. Uh, Willow Nightingale defeated Sky Blue. I thought this was a fun match. Um, I enjoyed this quite a bit. The whole Stokely Hathaway trying to make Nightingale his uh, his client is kind of weird. Um, but well, yeah, they beat the it shit was, out of each other. 
it's kind of been played out on other shows more than on dynamite. So it was a little like, right. What's fucking happening here? Yeah. Yeah. The collision verse has been, uh, yeah, they've been there. Uh, I, yeah, the match was fun. I, I enjoyed sky blues, Valentine's day, Instagram post a little more than the match though, but that was, <laughs> that was nice. <laughs> and then we had the main event for the, uh, international title, orange Cassidy defending against Matt Taven. Yeah. Okay. You can taking your shoe off now. Yep. So, Back in, I think it was 2011. Oh, I went, geez. Wait, there, there's there's a story here. It'll make sense. Buckle up, kids. Story back time 20, with Marty Day, baby. Yeah. <laughs> I got to see an early screening of the movie at 21 Jump Street. Okay. This, this will come together, I promise. I think I know where we're going. And I was like, oh, it's a, you know, a free screening. I'll, I'll, I'll go and see that and all of that. For years, my joke to friends about why Channing Tatum had a career was because he was so dull, he technically counted as set dressing. Therefore, they could pay him less. <laughs> when that happened, and it's when I was a more prominent voice in blogging and all of that, my whole review was written as an apology letter to Channing uh-huh. Tatum because he was so fucking good in that. Yeah. Matt Taven. I'm sorry. Watching you decide to tope onto your forehead uh-huh. into a table is one up on the, another table. Propped up on another table. One of the <laughs> greatest things I've ever seen in professional wrestling. <laughs> Dude just went for it. Like that, that is such a highlight reel spot. And also that he just went, fuck it. I'm landing on my forehead. And then like five star frog splash into some tacks. Yeah, where no one's home. Just nobody throwing his whole body on it. Like nothing in the pool but tacks. He was awesome in this match. Then took a, 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 a pop up DDT into into the uh, tacks as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, OC, by the way, he bled a little to start, but then really tapped a gusher later. So that was yeah. that was kind of crazy. But. Um, I, I fucking loved this match and uh, I'm not saying I'm becoming a Matt Taven guy, but anytime I see Matt Taven and something adjacent to a hardcore match, I'm fucking in. Cause that guy will kill himself for our entertainment. Sure. And I appreciate that. Yes. One great hardcore match does not undo years <laughs> of mediocrity. However, that, that is fair. That is fair. That uh, do, is I, fair. do I think he should have walked out of Madison Square Garden, the Ring of Honor champion? Fuck no. Does his best change that? <laughs> Fuck no. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. That is fair. But, but uh, he 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 gave it his all and then some, and you know, put his body on the line. Uh, it was a very entertaining, wacky. Uh, I mean, fucking Trent Beretta coming out like uh, like Arnold and T two with a weapon in the roses was yes, just yes. Oh, oh, so that's, good. that's my style of, of, of wacky pro wrestling right there, man. Yeah. Very, very enjoyable. Uh, and it was a, it was a nice way to cap up. What was a decent dynamite rampage? Totally skippable this week. Uh, unless you want to see Jeff Hardy, get his head knocked off it's on Twitter. Um, but uh, we had no collision because of the NBA all-star game, but next week on collision, Holy fucking shit. <laughs> Brian Danielson versus June Akiyama. Yeah. This is amazing on multiple levels. One, Akiyama uh, rarely has worked the States. I think this is his first time working the U.S. since he went against Kingston like a year and a half ago. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, other part, he is, you know, a noted Japanese wrestling star, uh, was big in all Japan, big in Noah. Um, and Eddie Kingston loves the guy. Yeah. So you have this match that works on a dream match level, but then also it's him twisting the knife on Eddie Kingston ahead of their match at, at uh, Revolution. Masterstroke. I don't know who decided this would be the match, but uh, good on him. Um, we actually have a match announced for Rampage in advance. Okay. It's Mariah May against Anna J. So I don't know if it's really going to okay. move the ratings, but there's that. Nothing and but then, matches on Rampage this week. Yes. Yes. Uh, Adam Page, Brian Cage coming at you in just a few <laughs> um, But then Dynamite Somebody's this week. going to fall off the stage. <laughs> going to a rage. Dynamite this week. Deanna Peraza's in action. Tony Storm's in action. So two lady squashes. Yeah. Uh, we've got uh, Claudio and Mox against FTR. They're doing it on Dynamite. I assume this doesn't end well so they can do it on the pay-per-view. Well, maybe and, it becomes a six-man on the pay-per-view and add, um, add oh, Danny uh, Garcia and Wheeler Yuta. I can see that. I can see that. And then the weirdest six-man tag of all time, as it is... Samoa Joe, Sir, Swerve Strickland, and Brian Cage against Hangman Adam Page, Hook, and Rob Van Dam. Okay. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I will say also, we now know in advance the April 20th uh, collision will have an appearance by Rob Van Dam. Tony Khan confirmed it on Twitter this week. So everyone's saying, oh, oh, they don't announce matches in early enough advance. There you go. You got a, you got a month. Yeah. Uh, to look forward to Rob Van Dam. Yeah. Uh, Rob Van Dam being uh, uh, on collision. So we got that going. I, I think that six men could be really interesting, but it is the weirdest pairing of people. It is. I mean, it is, There's, but they all kind of make some semblance of sense. Yeah. Like Cage has had the issue with Hook. Rob and Van Cage is Dam- also in the Mogul Embassy, embassy with, with Swerve. Swerve. Uh, Hangman Adam Page picked Rob Van Dam to go against Swerve in their dealer's choice matches. Really, I guess Joe is the odd man out in all of this, besides the fact that he's feuding with Swerve and Hangman. With Page, yeah, exactly. But he's teaming with Swerve, which is right. Weird. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it, it just when I saw that graphic come, I'm like, what, what the fuck are they doing? <laughs> it's a bit odd, but it should be fun. Oh, yeah, it should be a lot of fun. I mean, you know. I'd say five, six of those guys are really, really good. And one six can sometimes make time turn back. So uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll see if he's able to do it then. And, you know, if not, hey, he'll be on the weed show. So we got that going for us. <laughs> Which is nice. The Rough House Podcast is a weekly podcast fueled by coffee, pizza rolls, and the stench of dirty litter boxes. Follow Christoph and Marty on Twitter at RoughHouseSGW, at Facebook.com slash The Rough House Podcast, and at Patreon.com slash The Rough House Podcast for early access to episodes, exclusive podcasts, Rough House Redos, and Rough House Divided movie trivia games. New episodes drop every single Monday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Subscribe, motherfuckers! This is the, the Rough, House, Rough Pod- House uh podcast with Justin and Kristoff. That's it. Fuck Kristoff. He's terrible with his information. Okay. Hey, this is The Rock. Shut your mouth, jabronis, and listen up, because this is the Rough House podcast with Marty and my least favorite man on the planet, Kristoff.